That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, a few hundred times, we don't (laughs) judge. This podcast is for you. Um, If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey, James, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jean. Uh, And yes, we don't judge. There's no (laughs) weekly review shaming here. Um, No. None at all. Yeah, because both of us have fallen off the wagon (laughs) within the run of this podcast. So. Yeah, I know. We uh here's here's a spoiler alert. Making up a whole podcast about productivity will not necessarily make you follow your task management system more diligently. Um you'll just make a great podcast. That's right. And you'll put that out every week and that of course is that's something. Um that's a the accomplishment that I'm proud of, but uh but making me better at uh, processing my inbox, uh, not necessarily. So, anyway, so James, uh, what are we going to talk about today? I think you have a good idea. What was it? What was <laughs> it? Your good idea was the processing of physical mail. Oh now, yes, gosh. We talk about email. We've talked about email, not ad infinitum because it hasn't been infinite amount of time, but. We we certainly focus on that a lot at the beginning of this uh, podcast's run. And I think, you know, we're both pretty comfortable with where we've landed with email processing. But you can't, uh, you can't use uh, SaneBox or Maelstrom on the mail that comes into your mailbox at home. No, you cannot. And I wish you could. That I would know. be so much nicer. And we've both been traveling and... What happens when you travel? Nice people take your mail in, but they don't process it for you. No, well, maybe maybe we just need to find well-trained people to take your mail in and process it. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, we somebody somebody out there could be hired to do that, I'm imagining. Yeah. But um I I do find that that is the one thing that uh that's one of the worst things about coming home from travel is that giant stack of mail. Um, yeah. Because I know usually if I've been traveling, I've probably kept up half decently with my email inbox, um, at least making sure that nothing like totally urgent was missed or what have you. Um, sometimes I even, when I'm traveling, manage to get the inbox down to zero for the email. But I know I'm coming home to just this uh soul sucking pile of mail um <laughs> and most of my bills are electronically paid so i try to like decrease the amount of junk mail that i get um but mm. on the other hand junk mail that's the easy stuff right you get it you see it you chuck it in recycling and you don't have to think too much about it but for me it's when those things come in like open an account and get, you know, X hundred dollars just for open. It's like, well, maybe, maybe I would like 
a couple hundred dollars for opening an account. Yeah. <laughs> but but I just got home from this trip and I don't have time to think about that at a moment, so I have to put that somewhere and then add something to say consider opening an account and then I, you know, do I want another account? Well, I get a couple hundred bucks maybe at least from this offer, but then I have this other thing I have to manage and so I don't know. It's those kind of mails that just drive me nuts. Yeah. I mean, even the ones that are true junk mail, um, just like the junk mail that can't comes into your email box, it yes, you know you're gonna just delete it, but it's still, you know, it's a it's it's a psychic, you know, weight uh that mm-hmm. keeps you from going through that mail in the first place. So And it I definitely think- takes it does take a little time to process it, even though yeah. Even though it's quick and easy, um, if there were less of it, that would be better. Yeah. Um, actually, I was just doing a quick search online about what, you know, you can do. What's the latest, you know, uh, advice on stopping junk mail? And uh, um, there, I'll put this link in the show notes, but so, something from the U.S. Federal Trade Commission um, on it, it, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's an opt out, you know, for pre-screen credit card offers, which I think is very important to opt out. And it used to be, you could only opt out for five years, but apparently now you can permanently opt out. And, you know, the, I mean, those are the things that you don't want sitting around in your mailbox. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's probably the, the, so, so for them to, to opt out of that is probably uh, a good idea. And I have noticed that I'm getting some of those lately and I think, oh yeah, probably my five year ban is up and I need to re up it. So, um, so I think everybody should do that. I, I mean, there's plenty of credit card offers online, um, that you will get, you know, it, I think getting credit card offers in the mail is not really, um, a great idea to, uh, to encourage that. Um, there's also the direct marketing association. You can register with them. They're the ones who, you know, it's like the trade organization of everybody who does direct mail. And, uh, if you're on a list there, you might not get as much mail. So I would look into that. I have also called up catalogs that I receive frequently that I don't need. Um, because I, if it's a company I buy from, I'm usually buying from them online uh, and ask them to take me off their list because those catalogs, you know, are a lot of paper and they're expensive, I know, mm-hmm. to to send out anyway. And so that has worked. I, so I, I work pretty well. Um, obviously, it's not like a fun chore, but... It is, you know, some places it was just very easy. You know, I told the person what I wanted to do and they said yes um, and gave them some information off of the catalog label. And I said, okay, you're off the list. And I say, thank you very much. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of fundraising email that I get because I have contributed to, you know, a lot of. Mm-hmm things over the years and even though I totally contributed it online I some reason they think I would like to have paper mail 
um, for my next contribution. And I would like to get off of those lists as well. That would be, that would just be less paper in general. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you probably already do all your bills online, right? Yes. Um, uh, although I mean, certain things like the, like the car registration renewal comes right. in via mail. Um, certain things do arrive. There's one business credit card that I have that for some reason it's the, it's through my bank and it's the only account I have with my bank that doesn't have an electronic statement option on the web. Like you can't, huh. like they have to send you a paper <laughs> statement for some reason. 1989. <laughs> exactly. So like I get that one and I can actually get the PDF of the, of the statement online. It just, for some reason they, they want to send me a paper one. So I get that in the mail. I look at it. I download the PDF one and file kind of that away. And then I just, shred the shred the thing they sent me and it's just it's kind of stupid but that's what that's what happens every month yeah um uh, you know, oh, my my favorite junk mail to mess with even though it's not the opposite of my favorite junk mail is the the direct mail that comes in that tries to get me to open the envelope um oh I, yes I, there's a lot of strategies most of which don't work but the one that kind of works is where they don't put any return address on it. And I'm like, I don't know for know who it's from uh, for, you know, but it might say something like important documents enclosed. And I always look at that envelope and go, there are no important documents enclosed in this envelope. If there were, you would have put your return address on it. And, uh, and I see if I have the nerve to just recycle it without even opening it. It feels like a a victory, but sometimes I still I tear it open just so I can read like one uh, line and say, "Yep, that's right. I don't need that." And then so it's a game, a game I play with my junk mail. I um I actually have a a mail story from this summer up in Canada, a good story, which is um so because I own the the old house up there, um, I have a mailbox. Right. And mail doesn't like all of the mail is delivered to kind of a like one of those mail stations kind of by the side of the road where right. you have your own box. And I really only check it once a year. <laughs> and I don't get a lot of mail because all of the everything I have up there, all the accounts get sent to my California address. Um, but a couple things do show up there, including the the bill for the phone slash right. Internet when I'm up there. Um, so usually I have like a number of things in there and I get an e-statement so I don't even get bills, but I did have a couple of things from, uh, the, the, the phone provider and I opened up one and apparently I had overpaid them at some point. And so it was like this check for a couple (laughs) hundred dollars that was like, oh, that was a surprise. So in that case, I almost probably chuck that thing out yeah. thinking that, you know, it's just like they want me to upgrade to faster internet or something like that. But I opened it up and I was shocked in a very good way. I was like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I can make a, de- I can deposit a check. I have to go to the bank. Oh my Lord. Um, mm-hmm. so that was, 
that was good. Um, but it is always kind of funny checking that mailbox because, you know, there's like the, the paper in there. It's like the season's greetings from the holidays from the town and the, you know, all this stuff from all years worth. And, you know, it's a stack maybe an inch thick and almost all of it's just either junk or not, nothing important. I, th- yeah. I would say that that check in what? Five years, seven years, it's maybe the only important piece of mail I've received. (laughs) Um, but you know, it was, it was an important piece. So that, that was good. Um, I did not know about the, uh, opting out of the pre-screened, um, credit card things. Yeah. And those are the worst because they always like pre-fill your information in there. It's It's like, like, hello. (laughs) Like, come on. Why are you like, yeah, it's identity like, thieves. Here we got something exactly. for you. Yeah. Um. So it's like junk mail that you have to shred. That's my least favorite. Like <laughs> junk mail that you can just throw out, but junk mail that has pieces of personal information or the offer code is printed right on the. You know. Right. I, I hate that. Yeah. Um. Even Southwest. One of the things that bugs me is because they they really want me to get a southwest credit card yes like they, they really really do. they James, really they, they want really, you to <laughs> it feels i i can t- like it must come up at their board meetings that's how often i get these these pieces of mail from them um you think the ceo would just call um but on the outside like they put like your current balance of your of how many oh, right. points you have yes, for their free I get them fund. too. And yeah. then they and then they add, you know, how many you'd get if you bought if you signed up for the card and then give you the grand total. But I'm like, why is my personal information of how many points I have like on the front of this envelope for anybody to see? Like that just seems Yeah. Like it why is it somebody's business how many like rapid rewards points I have? Yeah. So yeah, so I think if you fill this pre-screened offer, opt out, out, you won't get those from Southwest either. It's it's everybody, you know. It's not just the unknown banks, <laughs> but but the companies that you already have some kind of relationship with can't solicit you. Um, it, it is a, like you say that stuff you have to shred. It just makes it, um, you know, more, you know, adds insult to injury in terms of us. Uh, uh, junk mail, uh, putting their problem on your plate big time. Exactly. And so. to be honest, if if they let you get more tier qualifying points on that card, I might get one. Yeah. But they don't. Like They limit it enough that it doesn't get me close enough to the next level. Yeah. That, you know, so it's but not But you worth know that card exists. You've known, you know, like any time. Oh, for years. I mean, the the flight attendants come through, you know, trying to get you to sign up for cards too, which also bugs me um, because I like think like, really, you want to, you want to market to me in this closed, trapped environment, and you know, first where I've paid to be here to just travel and like can't leave me in peace without trying to get me to get yet another credit card. So, is that? Do they do that on Southwest? They do it on Alaska. I don't okay, because I, yeah. I don't remember them doing that on Southwest. Huh. Um, but anyway, 
it's still that's it's that's unpleasant anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I will sign this up for up for this. And of course, the one credit card that I actually want, I have not received my email inviting me to get my Apple card yet. Oh. And I don't I've, know. <laughs> I just want one. I <laughs> I know you do. I I think not. Not for me. Mainly because the you know, it's it from what it sounds like, it's not gonna be that flexible in terms of whether I could use it as a business card or you know, be able to uh, and most of my Apple purchases are some form of tax deductible. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But anyway, I'll see everybody else's card and then I'll want one and I'll get one too. But I don't know. I, I mean, that could be a whole nother show, credit cards. And I don't, and I think I wouldn't mind having that as a topic because I'm definitely a bit disorganized now, credit card wise. And I, I need to get back on top of what do I really need and what should I let go? Um, but uh, yeah, so I know when I come back from a, a trip, and the pile of mail is there, undifferentiated, because, you know, I don't expect the folks feeding my guinea pigs to also sort my mail. But I, you know, when I sit down to do it, I mean, there's a lot of it, it's sort of like using Maelstrom on your email box, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot you can get rid of right away. Like, oh, you absolutely. Can see it. And, and a lot of that is bulky stuff, too. So the pile gets much smaller very quickly. Then I things that like, you know, where you say like it's a bank offer for something that I might want, actually, I just put put it aside. I put like every, you know, a bill that I have to pay aside, nothing. I don't process each piece individually. I just make a little pile of the things I know that I actually want to or need to open. And then there's that middle ground of things that I either have to shred or recycle. And for me, that helps a lot to just like, do it, you know, boom, boom, boom. And then, you know, maybe the next day I'll take that much smaller pile of envelopes that actually have to be dealt with and deal with them. Now, I was just thinking as you said that, and I, I kind of do the same thing too. Um, I know in GTD that, um, you know, they say for your inbox, go each item in order, doesn't matter if it's going to, you know, what it is. But for me, like doing that first level triage of just getting rid of the junk um somehow feels better yeah but um maybe maybe it's supposed to maybe that's why he, he recommends you don't do it that way so you can do a hard one and then have a couple easy ones and then cuz once you get down and get rid of all the junk then it's all serious processing on every item um yeah but um the other thing that occurred to me is if you could only train your guinea pigs <laughs> to tell the difference between junk mail and good mail, and then they could actually separate it and shred it. Yes, yeah, they would shred it. <laughs> um, that you know, then uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that's a great idea, James. I will get right on that. <laughs> anyway, well, I you know, I'm glad we talked about this uh, topic because it does fit into you know, sort of the larger topic of how you know, post-travel re-entry can be difficult. And that is certainly one part of it is catching up with the mail. Is there anything else we should be talking about on this episode? Um, I think that probably 
covers it enough for, for this round of travel we've done. Okay. <laughs> and stacks of papers that we've come home to. <laughs> yes. We should just wrap up this episode and get back to getting things done. Listeners, if you have any uh, hacks around the processing of physical mail and physical papers that come into your house uninvited, let us hear about them. Um, it would be great to hear from you. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. And you can also email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. It would be great if you would rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and it makes us smile to know that you like the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of